Hello and welcome back to the Underground Magnolia Podcast, Conscious Entertainment for Your Soul, with me, the one and only Desiree of Alto in the whole wide world. You are listening to the Sounds of Jazz Addicts intro by Cosimo Fogg. Now we've got a few things to talk about. I'll tell you about HBO Max's decision to remove the film Gone with the Wind temporarily and who may have prompted that decision. It's also Pride Month, happy Pride Month, and I have a documentary for everyone to see. Finally, hear about my meeting with the mother of civil rights, Rosa Parks, and my passing for white dad's own defiance, or was it? Hmm. Now, while many are clamoring for content about African-Americans since the recent police brutality, social injustice protests, some may be running from films like Gone with the Wind. HBO Max, which is HBO's latest streaming platform, recently announced they will temporarily remove the much-lauded Oscar-winning film from its fault. An HBO Max spokesperson told Variety, the Hollywood trade mag, that, quote, Gone with the Wind is a product of its time and depicts some of the ethnic and racial prejudices that have unfortunately been commonplace in American society. These racist depictions were wrong then and are wrong today, and we felt that to keep this title up without an explanation and a denouncement of those depictions would be irresponsible. Now, in a Los Angeles Times op-ed released a couple of days before HBO Max's announcement, John Ridley, who won the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay for 12 Years a Slave, that wonderful film, also had a few things to say about HBO Max's Gone with the Wind. Ridley, who was African-American and a director and novelist, lamented about his conflicted feelings of seeing the 1939 film. He said, in part, it is a film that glorifies the antebellum South. It is a film that, when it is not ignoring the horrors of slavery, pauses only to perpetuate some of the most painful stereotypes of people of color. Now, according to the Los Angeles Times, Gone with the Wind was temporarily removed from HBO Max after Ridley's op-ed was published. Sounds like that maybe he was the reason it was removed. Now, I'm a bit conflicted about Gone with the Wind and other films that perpetuate black stereotypes being temporarily moved, removed, or otherwise. Film is a reflection of society, and unfortunately, the portrayals of African Americans as happy slaves and kowtowing to white people are what many believe to be true. And Gone with the Wind has been hailed as one of the greatest films ever made. By a certain group of people, I might add. But anyway... Yes, the film is problematic, and I say see it, and I know that and know that what you are watching is perception, not reality, and that we as black people, as always, need to continue to counter these images by reaching for more content that reflects reality. Like 12 Years a Slave, I'm not going to tell you what it's about if you haven't seen it. So see it, see films and read books, do your research about slavery. Also, do your research on not just civil rights leaders you know, but the unsung ones. And do your research on how black farmers, educators, scientists, lawyers, doctors, publishers, and again, unsung regular folk who tried to shape a better nation for black people and who succeeded in many ways. After this short music break, I'll be right back with a little something something about Pride Month.
Welcome back. It's Pride Month and there's a lot of programming going on for you, such as RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars with the fabulous queen serving us fashion, truth, and fun. There's also the new voguing competition show on HBO Max with Megan Thee Stallion and Jamila Jamel as judges. Voguing icon Deshaun Wesley hosts the show and another voguing star, Leomi Maldonado, is a judge. Don't know what voguing is? It's a form of stylized dancing derived from Harlem's Black and Latino gay and trans folks from the 60s that blew up in the 80s. Remember Madonna's song Vogue? Vogue? Wonder where she got that from. And here we are today. Some even say that voguing goes back as far as the Harlem Renaissance, which celebrated Black literature and the arts culture in Harlem during the 20s and the 30s. Now, here's a doc to take a look at. It's for everyone to see. It's called Major with an Exclamation Point. The documentary released in 2015, it's about Miss Major Griffin Gracie, a Black transgender elder an activist who has been fighting for the rights of trans women and people of color for over 40 years. Mama, as she is also known as, is a former sex worker and a survivor of a notorious state prison. Her experience has led her to being an advocate for many trans and trans women of color issues who have survived, in particularly, police brutality and incarceration in men's jails and prisons. To find out more about major please go to missmajorfilm.com that's missmajorfilm.com major is included with amazon prime so you do not have to pay for it if you are a member so check it out now all of the major streaming services have dedicated special programming for pride month so seek out movies and more shows that celebrate our lgbtq brothers and sisters and please Continue to watch these wonderful movies and documentaries and shows about Black people and our LGBTQ people beyond one month, as we all know. This should be an an, an ongoing practice, an ongoing thing where we're making ourselves aware of our society and what's going on. So continue to watch beyond Pride Month. Now, after this short music break, I'll be back with my interview with the celebrity, Scratch That, interview with an icon, right after this. Thank you. Welcome back to my interview with the celebrity, I mean icon segment. This time, it's Rosa Parks. It was in the mid-1990s in Los Angeles. The civil rights icon was on a book tour for Quiet Strength. I was in the press audience awed by this brave woman. Of course, because of her prominence, one-on-one interviews were not granted, but because I was right up front, right after the official question and answer period ended, I went up to her, shook her hand, and told her how honored I was to meet her. She smiled with that iconic sweet face we have come to love. What a moment. I mean, I was so in awe. I just, you know, I just was kind of like, hi, this is Rosa Parks. And I knew that I had to go up and speak to her. A lot of people were standing back and were afraid, but I was like, okay, this is a chance of a lifetime. This will probably be my only chance of meeting this woman ever. So here we go. And I did it. And it was wonderful. Now, in case some of you don't know who Rosa Parks is, let's just quickly do this. In 1955 in Montgomery, Alabama, Rosa Parks' bravery by refusing to give up her seat to a white passenger 
and to go to the back of the bus was one of the main events that sparked the civil rights movement. Her act of defiance led to a year-long bus boycott that forever changed the nation. Now, as a child growing up in New York, in New Orleans, who rode the bus to college, Xavier University, whoop, whoop, whenever I stepped on the bus, I never went to the back because of Rosa Parks. In fact, I try never to go to the back of anything even now. If I like, if I'm like, you know, on a bus, on a, in a party or something or anything where sitting in the back is mentioned, oh, we have seats in the back. I am never that person who's going to go into the back because Rosa Parks is always in the back of my mind saying, now, you better not go to the back. You better not go to the back. All right. Now, my dad, here's a quick story about my dad, who has been married to my mom for over 55 years, uh, of course, in New Orleans, who could pass for white, told me when he rode the bus back in the 50s, he would not try to sit in the front of the bus he would go straight to the back. Now, while he told me he wasn't trying to make any statements, he was doing what any black person would do before Rosa Parks came along. But he did notice the confused looks on white people's faces. Maybe it was indeed an act of defiance by my passing for white dad going to the back of the bus after all. Hmm. And of course, we all know that Rosa Parks wasn't the only one who defied the go to the back of the bus mandate. Um, but she's the one who who got it out there through the NAACP and through other civil rights leaders. So there are a lot of unsung folks who did what they felt that they had to do. Either, you know, they looked white, but they were actually black and they decided, hey, I'm going to the back of the bus and confuse the white people or like Rosa Parks and other uh, regular folk who was like, I'm, I'm tired, my feet are tired, and I'm not getting up for no white person. So to all those people, I say more power to you, more power to you, and to the current heroes and heroines who continue to fight the good fight for racial and social justice. Thank you for listening to my Underground Magnolia podcast with me, Desiree Valto, the one and only Desiree Valto in the whole wide world, in the universe. Now, all links mentioned in my podcast can be found on my website at undergroundmagnolia.com. That's undergroundmagnolia.com. Just go to show info, show notes, click on it, and then you will see all of the information about every episode this episode and every episode that I have done. Uh, You can also shoot me an email at contact at undergroundmagnolia.com. That's contact at undergroundmagnolia.com. If you want to have your music played in my podcast, shoot me an email about that as well. Now, my opening and closing music is Jazz Addict's intro by Cosimo Fogg. Find it at soundcloud.com slash Cosimo dash fog. That's soundcloud.com slash Cosimo dash fog with two G's. Till next time, this is Desiree Avalto for Underground Magnolia Podcast. Thank you.